0: you're on right now with Jim Dawes your daily journal of news politics and culture from an America first perspective on the Mojo Five O radio network and streaming on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker and Spotify you can also find us on iHeartRadio and follow me on Twitter at right now Jim Dawes get in touch with me by email at rightnowjimdolls at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Leave your questions or comments there, and we might use your call on the broadcast. Well, I hope you had a good 4th of July I'm starting to come to a realization of something. You know, uh, it may be that me and uh, like-minded people that are paying a lot of attention to the uh, mainstream media and their constant harping and negativity are uh, really just wasting our time. I'm I'm coming to believe uh, that they've become irrelevant because despite the fact that they did everything they could to (laughs) – uh, rain on our parade, so to speak, which it did, in fact, rain on the 4th of July uh, national parade. Um, people don't it doesn't seem to affect people. Uh, they turned out in huge numbers yesterday, not only at the uh, national event in Washington, D.C., but throughout this country and with a very uh, few exceptions of, you know, these um, these radical Marxists burning flags in the street and such. Um, it was uh, sort of a typical Fourth of Ju- July celebration with uh, people celebrating patriotism and and their heritage and our independent state throughout this country. And despite the mainstream media's uh, be- best attempts to you know put a damper on it and make us ashamed of our history, <laughs> it carried on. It carried on. It's sort of like that uh, that scene from How the Grinch Stole Christmas where the Grinch cannot figure out that despite his best efforts to ruin uh, the holiday, it carried on. It carried on. And so we're going to get to uh, full coverage of the event in Washington, D.C., the left's reaction to it, and and the idiots on uh, the mainstream media, how they responded as well. But I want to start the broadcast by acknowledging that... Um, the economy is still a roaring along the may jobs report came out i no, the june jobs report came out and uh according to msnbc or cnbc i should say not msnbc they don't do real news over there but according to cnbc Uh,
1: It looks like May was really just a fluke. So 224,000 jobs added in June. Some of this may be because students are out of uh, school and they're taking jobs for the summer, but this number certainly blowing away expectations.
0: Absolutely blowing away 224,000 jobs. Those included a goodly number, about 20,000 manufacturing jobs. Those are the real gold. Those are the force-multiplying jobs. But uh, the jobs numbers were way up in construction and uh, and uh, distribution and logistics and professional jobs all across the board. And if you've got a, um, a a son or a daughter, a millennial or a Gen Z, you need to explain to them that this is not normal in a, a Democratic administration. In democratic administrations, uh, they usually spend their time tearing down the economy and then there's a, um, a reaction that puts a, another Republican administration in who rebuilds the economy and then they go back to a Democrat economy that tears it down again. And if you've got a recent college graduate or uh, a, a child entering the job market and they're having some luck finding a job, you need to let them know that they can thank this administration, that they're not still living in your basement and that they're starting to be able to get started on their career. It's an absolutely great number, and uh, I I want to point out that it took uh, place despite the mainstream media's attempts to talk this economy down. If you look at the New York Times and the Washington Post and all of the mainstream newspapers that uh, use those uh, Democrat House organs as their guide, they've been talking down the economy for going on six months now, desperately trying to Bring it down before this upcoming election. And in spite of all that, the jobs numbers are great and this economy is roaring along and people are getting jobs and turning around their personal situation, uh, replenishing their retirement accounts with these uh, outstanding um, stock market returns. Working people, wage earners that haven't seen wage increases and going on over four decades are finally starting to be able to participate. And you got the Democrats running around claiming to represent working people doing their best to try to pretend none of this is happening. Instead of trying to get on board with it and make it better, they want to tear it down. So... We had this, uh, this parade yesterday, and we were assured again and again with the talking heads on CNN and MSNBC and all the networks who, by the way, refused to carry the national celebration, absolutely despicable. ABC, CBS, NBC, along with MSNBC and, and uh, CNN refused to carry this national event. Which is fine. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. Let Fox News have all the ratings. Uh, One American News Network carried the whole day. And the whole day was uh, was good. Uh, there were a lot of uh, military flyovers and other uh, um, really fabulous 4th of July celebrations that even Fox News missed because they just covered it um, pretty much in prime time. And despite the assurances that we were given, you remember just the day before they were on, uh, on the cable networks assuring us that uh, Trump was going to turn this into a celebration all about him, that this was going to be a partisan speech, that he was using this as a campaign event. This is what um, old uh, John Avalon, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Joe Lockhart Appearing on MSNBC had to say,
1: America doesn't need to put military parades on. Countries like Russia and France, who are insecure about their power, need to demonstrate that strength in a way that we don't have to. People know we're the strongest uh, people, uh, country uh, militarily uh, in the world. And on the on the the, I mean, I'm I'm just personally outraged about the.
0: Well, first of all. What's wrong with the military parade? We've, we've um, really abused our military for these, uh, for these last two administrations, both the Bush and the Obama administrations, putting them into endless wars where there's no real strategy for winning or leaving. And because the a political class is so dysfunctional in Washington, D.C., just leave them there to fight and die for no good reason. Our, our service members have done tour after tour after tour. And we're not allowed to celebrate them. We're not allowed to make them part of our 4th of July celebration. They wanted you to believe that uh, uh, having tanks on the mall in D.C. and having military celebrations is some sort of anomaly. Well, even the Washington Post acknowledged this morning, after being pointed out uh, by uh, you know, military historians, that this is not unusual at all. That administrations, uh, both Democrat and Republican, have had tanks in Washington, D.C. and had military parades on the 4th of July. This is more the standard than the exception. They may have forgotten what a military parade looked like because Obama didn't have them because obviously he hates the military, hated the military, But uh, it's not unusual. They lied to you. They spent three days in the run-up to this military parade lying to you, having you trying to have you believe that having a military parade on the 4th of July was an anomaly. And now Joe Lockhart gets into what really bugs him.
1: I'm just personally outraged about the president hijacking the 4th of July. It's for all people. I was really struck by the sound you played from the president and said, I want people who love America to come to this event.
0: Well, wait. So you're not allowed to make sure that people who love America are able to come to a Fourth of July parade? I mean, the Democrats truly have lost their minds. Lo- they've lost their minds, they've gone over the edge. And once again, he, he, they pretend like having a president give an address on the Fourth of July is odd, odd or unusual. It is nothing of the sort presidents throughout history truman roosevelt kennedy reagan again and again and again have given taken the opportunity of the 4th of july for god's sakes to address the nation and a president being patriotic is not a bad thing it's a good thing and despite their predictions that Trump was going to turn this into a campaign rally. He basically gave a short history lesson of the majesty of the U S military throughout the ages, but I'm only giving VIP tickets to Republicans. He's only given VIP tickets to Republicans because no Democrats requested any and, and, and you're surprised that a, a Republican president would gift his supporters with VIP tickets to his event? You're telling me that Obama didn't put all of his supporters in the front rows of those Kennedy um, events? Or Clinton didn't, didn't use these events to reward his supporters? I mean, it really gets tiresome. They're, they're constant harping. And their constant harping would be a little more tolerable were it not so dishonest. They lie to you again and again. And you wonder if if they've just gone so far around the bend that they're unaware that they're lying. I think that they know they're lying. And they're doing it on purpose. Here's John Avalon um, talking about, he's on MSNBC, talking about how a military parade is is just... You can't have
1: that. Irma Bongbach, the great columnist, had a quote once. She said, isn't it great that America is a country where we celebrate our independence, not with a show of military strength and tanks, but with family picnics? Until now. Until now.
0: That- until now, except for that's not true. And even the Washington Post acknowledges Allison Camerota. Until now. Now we have military
1: parades. Oh, God, what are we going to do? That's the spirit, I think, that normally infuses our Independence Day celebrations. And the president is fulfilling, sort from of scratching a long-term itch, to have a military parade on the taxpayer. Yeah,
0: they, 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 they went in, oh, he spent $2.5 million on this parade. So these same Democrats, who didn't utter a peep when Barack Obama delivered $1.8 billion in cash on pallets, To the Iranian mullah terrorists, all of a sudden they're concerned about Donald Trump spending two and a half million dollars on a parade to honor America and America's military. That really tells you all you need to know about today's Democrat Party. They're they're fine, but Obama's shipping one point six billion to the Iranian terrorists. Let Donald Trump spend two and a half million on a national parade, and they get their panties in a bunch. He had Ocasio-Cortez on Twitter saying that that money should have spent been spent on the illegal aliens in, in the concentration camps. <laughs> First of all, they just authorized $4.6 billion dollars care for these illegal aliens that have come here to try to invade this country after the Democrats had stalled 17 different times to try to get money down there for humanitarian relief. But that's not enough for AOC. AOC wants us to spend our bottom dollar on the illegals. So Trump has this event. Turns out, it's not a partisan event. It's not a campaign rally. It's a pretty standard military Fourth of July parade, and he gives a, a sort of a long-winded speech. I enjoyed it. I'm not sure it was uh, something that uh, most people would, but it was a, a, a primer on the military history, and uh, and there was nothing partisan about it. But that didn't satisfy CNN.
1: I mean, the whole event was political. I mean, the RNC had a special kind of VIP area in front of Trump that was completely closed off to all of the spectators that had come to, to see the president and to, to witness this 4th of July event. So I. Oh, no!
0: The president had a VIP section. Like every administration doesn't have a VIP section at their events, their inaugurations, their celebrations. Perfectly normal, nothing abnormal about it. But CNN's desperate for something to gripe about.
1: I think the fact that he may have just stayed on script, um, which was not exactly a great speech, right? I mean, it was kind of like a a little history lesson that that lasted way longer than it probably should have. But the fact that he didn't go off on any wild tangents, I think, shouldn't take away from the fact that this was a highly politicized, highly militarized 4th of July event.
0: The fact that he wasn't partisan, as we insisted that he would be, doesn't take away that from the fact that it was partisan, she says. I mean, it must be tough. It must be tough to go on these these uh, cable networks, these uh, never-Trump cable networks, and gin up, uh, you know, one spin up one bogus narrative after the next. When there are people like me on the radio that can go back and play what they said. You know, just uh, weeks before and make them look like utter and complete idiots. I think what the, what's going on here is the mainstream media is no longer concerning itself with its credibility. They've decided, well, yeah, journalism really is dead. We don't trade in our credibility anymore. We put people like Jim Acosta on the air who's just there to excite, um, you know, the left wing. And it doesn't matter if what he's saying is true or will be shortly disproven or debunked. We've got to excite him in the moment. It's not working terribly well. CNN is circling the drain. I don't know how Jeff Zucker still has his job. I really don't. I mean, I I guess the reason he's still got his job is because his bosses over there at AT AT&T are committed leftists themselves. But they had old Frank Bruni, the New York Times columnist on that same show. And here's what he had to say about Trump's parade.
1: Well, I think I sat down and I said happy 4th of Trump to you, didn't I? Right? He did. I did. Mean, because that's what he's turned this into. And you know, and you, and you can go back in time. You can go back
0: Trump has turned us into this. That's what Trump has turned us into.
1: And you can go back in time. You can go back to recent decades to the administrations that precede his. You can't find a precedent. You can't find an antecedent for this. This is really unheard of.
0: It's a lie. In the New York Times, the same pages for the paper that Frank Bruni writes for, They even acknowledged having tanks in Washington, D.C. is not unusual. Having presidents give 4th of July addresses isn't unusual. Having military parades on the 4th of July isn't unusual. It was a all spun up false narrative because they had to have something negative to say to try to put a damper on on this event. But as I say, it doesn't seem to have made a damn a dimes bit of difference. The Washington Mall was packed to capacity. People were tuning in to it in huge numbers. The military um, showcased their uh, their hardware and their capabilities and their uh, their troops fabulously. The only thing that disappointed me is they weren't able to sail a battleship up the Potomac River so it could have been there too. (laughs) Molly Hemingway, I love Molly Hemingway. She, uh, she said she was just disappointed there weren't more tanks. There was
1: so much opposition to, to having tanks, and I found out that there were only a couple of tanks. It's almost disappointing. I mean, I love seeing our, I love our military. I love seeing our military aircraft and tanks and whatnot. And to find out that it was only a couple of tanks to have all this opposition to it. I mean, if anything, the disappointment should be that there aren't more tanks.
0: Well, yeah, I was disappointed there weren't more tanks. Hillary Clinton went on to Twitter this morning and said, "Oh, the president should not have to display our military hardware. Shouldn't have tanks in Washington D.C." Well, you know who else had tanks? Hillary Clinton's husband, Bill. He spent he, he when he was president, he sent tanks to Waco, Texas, to assault a religious compound. That's what Bill Clinton did with tanks. He used them against American citizens. And Hillary Clinton's got the nerve to talk about Trump having tanks as a display at a 4th of July parade. Bill Clinton sent tanks to the Branch Davidian compound and killed 76 Americans, including women and children. And she's got the nerve to bring up tanks. But, you know, the Marxist um, leftists who make up the leadership of the Democrat Party, they had their event as well. It, it wasn't a patriotic event. It wasn't the one that uh, Trump spoke at. But it was in Washington, D.C., where they gathered in front of the White House and, uh, and burned American flags and assaulted police officers.
1: ...the Ganza, You'd think we were in uh, Gilead, but actually we're um, in the United States, which is on its way to becoming a fascist regime. And, you know, we're out here because tomorrow in Lafayette Park at 5 p.m., revolutionaries in the revolution tour is going to burn that fucking rag <laughs> in front of the White House. Why are we going to burn the flag? We're going to burn the flag because... As Frederick Douglass said, the anti-slavery activist said, for revolting barbarity and shameless hypocrisy, America reigns without a rival. This is a flag that flies over concentration camps where children cry and even die. This is a flag that on those tanks over there that you see...
0: Oh, my God. And this was, uh, she was quoting this Frederick Douglass uh, statement from 1853 that... um, that Kaepernick had tweeted out, saying that uh, you know blacks have uh, nothing to celebrate on an Independence Day. Well, Kaepernick is nothing if not a historically illiterate buffoon who failed to note that Frederick Douglass wrote that statement in 1853. That was before hundreds of thousands of Americans, white Americans, by the way, died. And a war to end slavery. And the historically illiterate Kaepernick fails to note that, it was, that was, it was the United States and the other Western nations that after just a few hundred years of being involved in the slave trade that went back thousands of years, it was the United States and England and France that outlawed slavery on the high seas and put an end to the slave trade. And you don't see Colin Kaepernick erecting any statues to honor the uh, the Union soldiers that died to free his ancestors. No, he's just a Marxist agitator wants to bring it all down. Got a lot more to talk about on this last show of the week. The Democrats were out in Iowa. They were engaging in a little partisan 4th of July events themselves, but that's okay for them. We'll be back right after these matches. You're going to get two commercials. Stick with us on Right Now with Jim Dawes.
1: When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is...
0: and you're back on right now with jim dawes on the mojo 50 radio network well we got another little bit of good news yesterday it turns out that the president is not backing da- down, at least not yet, on his intention to include a citizenship question on the upcoming 2020 census. I'd hammered him pretty hard on last um, last Wednesday's show for throwing in the towel on that effort. And he's looking at, uh, at now the, uh, the option of whether or not he can disorder it through an executive action. You know what I would say? I would say go ahead, issue that executive order, have those census forms printed and start mailing them out and let these uh, these federal judges who think they can weigh in and substitute their judgment for the man that we elected president of the United States, let them pound sand. Let them deploy their forces to try to enforce their order. It is absolutely critical that we know Just how many illegal aliens are in this country? They're uh, disenfranchising American voters by getting representation in our House of Representatives. I believe they're voting too, but that's another issue. But they're definitely getting representation in the House, House of Representatives by apportionment. And the only reason for a federal judge to oppose this would be is if he's bought into this Marxist ideology. And, of course, this judge that is fighting this out in Maryland is a uh, Democrat-appointed lawyer. He doesn't want the administration to be able to tell how how many illegal aliens are in this country and what districts they're concentrated in. He had uh, Chuck Schumer on Twitter this morning saying that the president ought to read the um, Statue of Liberty on the 4th of July. Well, I got news for you, Chucky. Statue of Liberty is talking about legal immigration, and already this country uh, imports has higher numbers of legal immigrants than any other country in the history of the world. The Democrats are always trying to conflate illegal immigration with legal immigration. And what I would ask these idiots like Chuck Schumer is exactly how many illegal aliens are are we required to let flood into our country before we stop being uh, condemned as morally unfit by you Democrats? There's... About 20 million in here already. Are we required to let another 10 million in? Is the number 100 million? A billion? How many? That's what I want to know. There are literally billions of people in this world that would come to the United States, especially if you've got government-provided health care for them, free tuition, all of these other benefits. Literally billions. This country will transform into something unrecognizable in less than a generation if Chuck Schumer, Cory Booker, Julio Castro, Beto O'Rourke, and all the rest of these lunatic Democrats have their way. So uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are out there in Iowa, and uh, and they're engaging in actual partisan politics. On the Fourth of July, and Kamala Harris is, uh, of course, she's continue, continuing to take a a blowtorch to Joe Biden on his past history of of um, positions on busing. Well, it turns out that the Washington Post did a little bit of research, sticking up for old Joe, and found out that Kamala Harris' position on busing is exactly the same. Position that she's condemning joe biden for holding she believes that uh, busing should be a tool for desegregation on a voluntary basis at at the local level well hell that's exactly the position that joe biden used to argue he was against federally mandated busing but he wasn't against having them do it on a local level he actually went on and Uh, the debate and said he was against it being mandated by the Department of Education, not apparently realizing that there was no Department of Education at the time that he was opposed to federally mandated busing, but that's typical Joe Biden, the walking, talking gaff machine. But Kamala Harris, you know, she's, she's trying to, hold herself out, I'm not sure if she's trying to hold herself as a beneficiary of busing or a victim of busing, but she's pointing out that you know, she was bused in Berkeley, California uh, in the first grade, claiming that she was the first to desegregate the schools, or the second class to desegregate the schools, an utter and complete lie. The schools in Berkeley, California, were desegregated before Kamala Harris was even born, eight years earlier. And Kamala Harris was only bused one year in Berkeley before her and her well-to-do family, a black Jamaican father and an East Indian mother, moved to Montreal, Canada, where she finished going to school. See, these are the things that the Democrats can get away with. The Democrats don't have to worry about being truthful or having to worry about um, any of their statements being examined closely. And it turns out, like I said, the camel's views on busings is exactly the same as Joe, and this is just a racial attack. For his part, old oh, Biden, you know, he's saying, oh, he's not going to fight back. He's he's, uh, he's he he doesn't dare agitate the identity politics wing of the Democrat Party that that uh, really controls the Democrat Party. So he's out there making statements. He's trying to he's trying to get people whipped up over Trump. He's he's actually out there threatening to beat up Trump.
1: Behind me in a debate, come here, man. No, you think I, you know me too well. I mean, I, I, the idea that I'd be intimidated by Donald Trump. He's the bully that I knew my whole life. He's the bully that I've always stood up to. He's the bully who used to make fun when I was a kid and the stutter and I'd smack them in the mouth.
0: Well, <laughs> Joe Biden is saying that if Trump walks up behind him as a debate, he's going to smack him in the mouth. Oh, sleepy Joe, you better be careful you don't break a hip, man. Frail, old, creepy, sleepy Joe Bidens threatening to fight. Could you imagine if Donald Trump went on national TV, threatened to actually beat up his opponents? Oh, my God. But Trump's the bully. I don't think you ought to be taking on Trump, you old, uh, old geezer. Those days are long since gone, if they ever, in fact, existed. I don't think that Joe Biden. Oh, let's hear, let's hear this, uh, this threat once again.
1: behind me in a debate. Come here, man. do you think I. You know me too well. I mean, I, I, the idea that I'd be intimidated by Donald Trump.
0: Well, I don't know why you would be intimidated by Donald Trump. He's just talking. But uh, I think it would probably be a pretty bad idea for you to. um, And I'd smack them in the mouth. Smack them in the mouth, huh? That'd be fun to watch. That'd be some compelling TV. That'd probably get some ratings. Probably also end up with Joe Biden in the hospital, but, you know, who knows? Biden's on there saying if Donald Trump gets elected as the next president, NATO will be over with. Well, my response to that is, uh, what would we do without NATO to to keep us safe from the Warsaw Pact? Oh yeah, the Warsaw Pact and the Soviet Union no longer exist. NATO was put together to oppose the Warsaw Pact. And they've lacked a rationale ever since and they've just been riding off of the coattails of the United States to pay for their defense. And if you want to know whether or not NATO is a serious organization for the defense of Europe. You need to go only look at their new headquarters in Brussels. It's made of glass. That's right. The North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which is supposed to be a military alliance for the protection of Europe, has a big headquarters made of glass. These people don't even believe that it's a military alliance themselves. It is a giant bureaucracy for European and American bureaucrats to make a career end and ride off of the government government dole. I want you to go online seriously and look at this new NATO headquarters, a giant glass building. Supposed to be keeping us safe from the Warsaw Pact, which folded over a quarter century ago, and Biden's claiming that uh, he's out there on the the hustings, claiming that uh, Vladimir Putin is uh, is undermining democracy not only in the United States but in Europe.
1: Like this. Look at what's happening with Putin. While he while Putin is trying to undo our elections, he is undoing elections in in Europe. Look what's happened in Hungary. Look what's happened in, in Poland. Look what's happened in Moldova. Look what's happening. You think that would have happened on my watch or Barack's watch? You can't answer that, but I promise you it wouldn't have. And it didn't. So hold so, on,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. So there's no evidence whatsoever that Vladimir Putin installed any governments in Hungary and and, and certainly not in Poland. Poland uh, uh, has a government that is adamantly opposed to Russia and, in fact, uh, had uh, the United States under Donald Trump redeploy Pershing missiles for for their defense against Russia. But this buffoon, Joe Biden, is saying that somehow Russia... Elected the government of Poland. I mean, it's so it's so disjointed and and irrational that you can't even keep up with it. But there he is out there, this this walking talking gaff machine. Let's hear it one more time. Like this.
1: Look at what's happening with Putin. While he while Putin is trying to undo our elections, he is undoing elections in in Europe. Look what's happened in Hungary. Look what's happened in, in Poland.
0: Look what's happened in Moldova. Look, what- look what's happened in Poland. So I'll tell you what's happened in Hungary. Hungary decided that they didn't want to be overrun by uh, uh, Muslim migrants from the Middle East that the EU was trying to force upon them and elected a government that would protect them and preserve their their history and their culture. And Poland is, is about as uh, pro-Western, anti Russian uh, government, as you could possibly imagine. I mean, you talk about open mouth, insert foot. This guy is a joke. And he's talking about, do you think that that would have happened under Barack and Mind's watch? Well, guess, I mean, if you buy this whole Russia campaign interference narrative that the Democrats have spun up, yeah. It happened under Barack Obama's watch, and and Joe Biden's watch. That's what he's complaining about. He's complaining about Russian interference in American elections. Whose watch does he think it happened under?
1: Trying to undo our elections, he is undoing elections. In look what's happened in Hungary. Look
0: Where is this? Where
1: is it? Look what's happening. You think that would have happened on my watch or Barack's watch? You can't answer that. But I promise. <laughs> watch. You can't answer that.
0: But I- oh, you can't answer that. I think he realized what he had just said. You can't answer that. I'll I'll hurry up and go move on. I hope uh, Trump doesn't bring this up during the end of the debates uh, because old Joe Biden might smack him. I can tell you what he will bring up. He'll bring up these uh, these insider deals where Joe Biden allowed his son to take $1.5 billion from the communist Chinese and uh, and, uh, and in return gave them policies that benefited them, you can bet that Donald Trump will bring up the insider dealing with Hunter Biden and the Chinese government where they gave him $1.5 billion that he's totally unqualified to manage at the same time his vice president father was, uh, was instituting policies that benefited China to the detriment of American workers. Now the other Democrat candidates apparently are not going to bring this up, not even old Kamala Harris and the mainstream media. They're certainly not going to bring it up. They're doing their best to suppress the expose that Peter Schweitzer put together on this and and the insider dealing in the Ukraine. They're not going to bring it up. (laughs) But you better believe if old creepy sleepy Joe Biden is the Democrat nominee and he gets on the stage with Trump, that Trump will bring it up. And it's going to be very interesting to see if. Uh,
1: behind me, if better, and I'd smack them in the mouth.
0: I'll smack them in the mouth. <laughs> I don't believe it's going to happen. I really don't. So, you know, you got Kamala and Biden over in Iowa campaigning. You got Beethoven Rourke and Spartacus Cory Booker. They're down in Mexico. Campaigning, and I would criticize them for that. But apparently, Frederica Whitfield, the um, the Florida representative that wears those uh, spangly cowboy hats, she'll lock you up.
1: Those people who are
0: online making fun. Of members of Congress are a disgrace, and there's no need for anyone to think that is unacceptable. So what? There's no need for anyone to think that is unacceptable. For anyone to think that is unacceptable. We're going to shut them down and work with whoever it is to shut them down,
1: and they should be prosecuted.
0: Oh, my God. So you better watch it. You better watch what you say about Frederica Whitfield. Wait a second. Frederica Whitfield is the reporter on CNN. I get them confused. This is Frederica somebody. It's a Florida representative from the Miami area. You better not criticize those Democrat elected representatives. You better not make fun of them. Those people who are online making fun of members of Congress are a disgrace. And there's no need for anyone to think that is unacceptable. We're going to shut them down and work with whoever it is to shut them down,
1: and they should be prosecuted.
0: (laughs) These are actual representatives to Congress. You know, you don't see this in the Republican Party. You don't see lunatics like Frederica, what's her name? threatening to throw people that criticize them into jail. You don't see uh, idiots like Beto O'Rourke who's campaigning for president of the United States in Mexico or his buddy Spartacus. You don't see Marxists like Ilhan Omar or Ayok or Rashid Talib. You don't see any of that in the Republican Party. It's the Democrats that have become the home to this lunatic fringe. Hey, guess what? I've got sad news. I've got sad, sad news. Justin Amush, the never-Trump representative from Michigan, has decided that he's leaving the GOP because, you see, he is principally opposed to the president of the United States. And he decided, by the way, that he's principally opposed and had to quit the GOP at about the same time where polling revealed that he is double points, double digits behind his uh, primary challenger that's already announced. This is the same you know, type of never Trump conviction that led to Jeff Flake out in Arizona throwing in the towel on his career as well. Justin Amos uh, traded his career, his political career, For some nice words about him in the Washington Times and the New York, uh, the um, Washington Post and the New York Times, he got to write an op-ed about, you know, what a wonderful principled politician he was, which prompted very shortly a primary challenger who immediately on announcing was leading Justin Amish by almost 20 points and Justin Amish is tied for third in his own primary An incumbent might not have been such a great career move. People are talking about that. Justin Amish is going to run for president. And of course, the reason to do that would be to try to deny the president, the electoral votes there in Michigan to try to keep him from winning Michigan and getting those critical electoral votes. Well, that was the same strategy that McMuffin you and McMuffin out there in Utah attempted and didn't work there. And it's not going to work in Michigan, but it is great news that Justin Amish is no longer a member of the Democrat party. I mean the Republican party, I guess he's going to go and caucus with the Democrats now. And, uh, and maybe they'll let him apologize and grovel and kowtow and they'll let him, I don't know, polish, uh, Miss Frederica's hats. The, uh, the British seized an Iranian tanker, uh, that was taking oil to Syria. So, um, the British Navy's weighed in on the uh, conflict in the Persian Gulf and, uh, and they've let um, they've let it be known that they are firmly on the side of the Americans. You probably saw these uh, these photographs of these um, of these migrant centers with these overcrowded conditions and you know, all of these migrants laying on the floor under these tinfoil blankets where they were telling you that these were awful conditions, you've got AOC out there tweeting these out. What well, they didn't tell you about these photographs were well, they were actually taken in 2014 under the Barack Obama administration. The same types of photographs that supposedly showed these children in cages. They weren't from the Trump administration. They're from the Obama administration. And to his great credit, you've got Jay Johnson, who I never had much use of when he was a Homeland Security Secretary, while I was a first responder myself. But at least he's had the uh, integrity to come forward and say that the conditions that have been created on the ground along our southern border are indeed a crisis and beyond the, the scope or capability for ICE or Border Patrol to deal with. And he's been on several shows I think they're inviting him on the MSNBC and CNN thinking that because he was a member of the Barack Obama administration that he is going to uh, trash the Trump administration, but he has not done that. He has called for the Democrats to get their act together and uh, and do something to cooperate with the Republicans to address this uh, this crisis. So hats off to Jay Johnson. Glad to see uh, somebody on that side of the aisle that haven't hasn't apparently lost their minds. And what they didn't show you also is that if um, if you want to avoid these overcrowded detention camps and you're, you know, an illegal alien trying to claim a bogus uh, uh, asylum claim, that what you can do is claim that you are a man or a woman trapped in a man's body. And they will send you to some of the most plush and well-appointed detention centers you've ever seen in your life. And they'll have classes for you on how to do your makeup and your hair. They'll offer you shopping trips. There is a whole, um, detention center that is, uh, catering to this, uh, the small segment of the migrant population. And those are really the, the primo spots. Very similar. You know, in California, they passed a, a law through their Senate last week that says, when criminals are taken into the correction system in California, they're able to declare their gender. And so, if you're a man who has committed murder or rape or sexual assault, and you would rather not serve your time, you know, in Sing Sing or any of these uh, Sing Sings in New York, what's the one uh, out in California that, uh, that um, Johnny Cash sang about? I hear that train coming. 11, not Leavenworth, that's Kansas. Anyway, they passed a law in California saying that uh, when you're taken in, you can declare your gender, and that's the, the correctional facility you will go to. So if you're a man who's committed any anything, rape, sexual assault, you can declare you, yourself a woman trapped in a man's body, and they will put you in the general population at the women's prison. And the same lunacy is going on down there on the border if you come in and you want, uh, you know, the really cushy detention. You just declare that you're, uh, you're gender confused. There was an interesting story about uh, a, a migrant that has been holed up in a Mennonite church in Ohio, an illegal alien, for 20 years. She's been under a deportation order, but uh, she has been get granted sanctuary by this Mennonite church, and she has been occupying their, uh, their sanctuary for 20 years. Well, ICE has begun an enforcement process where they actually go through the fines that deportation orders, uh, uh, violations of deportation orders, come with which is about $775 a day. So she was ordered deported over 20 years ago, times $775 per day. And ICE sent her a bill for almost half a million dollars. That is an outstanding enforcement tactic. If these people refuse to leave, start counting up these, uh, these fines And if they're out there working, garnish their wages. I guarantee you, they'll get upside at $775 a day. They'll get upside down where it won't make sense to uh, be in America working any longer. And they'll head home. Talk about a great self-deportation scheme. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see. Let's see what else we got. Oh, turns out that the trade talks with China that have uh, restarted uh, were not started anew. They were started with the understanding that they're going to go right back to the agreements that the, China, uh, that the Chinese side tried to walk away from. So when they restart these talks that the president put the tariffs on hold to do, they will have agreed to the seven points that they tried to walk away from before. Which I guess is good news. I would say just jack those tariffs up as high as you can. I don't think we ought to be doing business with the Chinese communists to begin with. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. And invite you back here again tomorrow for another edition on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. When you add
1: Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can get a powerful Internet experience and nationwide coverage on the most reliable network. Choose the data option that's right for you. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets. Root Score reports 2H2020 of 4 mobile networks.